Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. There you are. I think it's recording. Oh, is it? Okay. Hi. Hi, <laughs> I know. I'm just every time we 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 stop out, I add more things to my like my neck. <laughs> um, is it warm? Because yeah, you're like in a tank top. I it is not warm. I'm just happen to be warm at the moment. Okay. So there will be a moment where I put a sweater on. It's because you know I've got all the drinking going on. So how you doing, buddy? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah? I'm okay. Yeah? It's snowy and cold. And Porty's got his paw on my thigh like he's going to propose. Ooh. Hi. I know. It's about time, Porty. Yes. We've only been living together for years. I know. It's been this very um, subtle flirtation. Mm. So what's going on, man? Um, oh, I had some things I was going to tell you. <laughs> Put a couple in my notepad, but then I know I forgot one of them. I also used my notepad this this week <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to forget this shit. Okay, so on Wednesday, I was going to go see The Kill Mockingbird. I'm watching it, and I can't. The, the actress playing Scout has the worst accent I've ever had. Heard it's so bad. It's like pulling me out of the entire show every single time that she speaks because I'm so fixated on how bad the accent is. And I'm like mm-hmm. sitting there like repeating it in my head, trying to like cement her pronunciation in my head so I can tell somebody about it later. I almost pulled my phone out to record it. It was so bad. Like oh, that's man. how bad it was. The only thing I remember is her saying something on um are you sure or sure for sure? She made it two uh-huh. syllables. Sure. Oh my God. It was so bad. Like not only this, but like other people were talking about in the lobby, how bad the accent was. So it wasn't just yes. me. It's, and it's one of those easier accents to do. Yeah. It was like, terrible. It was ta- nobody else had a shitty accent like that. I don't know. It just like mm-hmm. drove me to distraction. Plus, then there was a l- woman next to me that, like, in the middle of Act One, pulled her, started rustling through her purse and pulled out some gum, and then proceeded to chew it like a fucking cow next to me <laughs> the whole time, like with her mouth open and was snapping it during the show, like, mm. like popping it and snapping it, and and like right next to me, and I was like, I'm gonna murder her. Murder her. That's it. She's there's gonna be a murder in the theater about a murder trial. Well, about a rape yes. trial, it's not a murder trial, but anyway. So it just it just was like it was a very strange night. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey when it first came out because I'm like this is a cultural zeitgeist like I want to see what's going on 
You've never read it. No, oh, because t- don't bother. It's okay. Because I'm like this snobby bitch about it. And I'm like, no, I have not read it. I read good erotica about that. Like oh. the Sleeping Beauty oh, yeah. trilogy by Anne Rice. Yes. Like, yes. such a snob. Which is very good. Yes. <laughs> Which is very good stuff. The Sleeping Beauty trilogy such by a Anne Rice is very good. And I had read that trilogy before I read this. You introduced so I knew me what to it. Good oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, I did. Um, So I knew what good erotica looked like. Mm -hmm. So I just like it was everyone was talking about it. So I I read it. I'm like, what is this? What is this? So I read it. I read it in like two days, like all three books because it's trash. You can really skip. Yeah, it's trash. And you can skip like paragraphs. You're like, okay, I I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. And and the the um, the dialogue was just awful. And it was it was ba- as bad as you might think it is. Yeah. Like you will not if you decide to read this, you're like, well, it can't be that bad. It is as bad as you think it is. <laughs> I've heard the Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> versions of some of them where he like read some of them. Remember that? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, also, yeah, no, he did that. You can find them. There was also a oh, while right. a website called Fifty Shades of Suck where they would post the worst <laughs> clips. And I read something mm. too. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. But it was part of the zeitgeist, so I read it mostly, right? <laughs> um, and I finally, I finally watched the movies. Like I had a day where I had no student appointments and like one meeting, and I'm like, okay, um, you know what? Let's just watch this and see what's there recently the last week and these came out like i don't know 2018 right 2015 i don't know yeah the movies aren't as bad as the books which is funny because that's how i feel about the uh source material the uh oh god what is it with bella swan and the fucking sparkly vampire yeah twilight um, Twilight. yeah the books were awful the the movies were somehow a little bit better so it's funny that it repeated itself because those, I mean, they're parallel yeah. stories. I think they're they're very parallel to each other. I mean, um, Fifty Shades was fan fiction of Be- Bella and the vampire, and then she changed their names so she, and tweaked a few things so she could sell it as its own thing. But that's how it yeah. started, <laughs> from my understanding. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, yeah. <laughs> and there's also some uh, Pride and Prejudice in there too. Oh God. Um, in there what? yes there is uh, anyway um so that's exactly it i mean really though the books are just there's too much in those books there's too much bad stuff in those books so if you can condense it this is my theory that is so if you can condense it down to two hours yes per book or whatever it is then you can get rid of a lot of the trash and when you so have someone that knows what they're doing re- rewriting it for screen about how to tell a story yes. right about telling a story and dialogue the dialogue was not as cringy as i thought it would be okay there was there were still moments where i'm like oh um so like so that that was fine the cinematography was beautiful oh really the acting, yeah, actually, there was a scene that was so sexy, I have to say, that, like, had her uh, naked body, and you could see the hairs on the top of her uh, thigh, 
in the sunlight. And I'm like, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful scene where you can see the hairs through the sunlight. And I'm like, oh, look, she's excited, obviously. I'm like, that's, yeah, I mean, obviously. So basically, very professional people went at this script and the source material and created a movie. And even those like huge, like, Elfman did the music for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think really? right. Really? Yeah. And the music was actually the soundtrack was actually pretty good. Like, I'm a jazz enthusiast and there's a lot of jazz stuff in there. And so I was like, oh, this is good. Um it could not be saved for that matter. It could not be saved. There was no way to save it. I also think the author was like It wasn't bad. She like insisted upon being there and would not let them change things. So like she would not give up that cre- like, like they maybe could have done uh, even better if she had let it go. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Again, oh, the other thing about it <laughs> is that if you have anxiety, things resolve themselves pretty quickly. Oh, I like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh no, there's something wrong in the relationship. And the next scene is like, oh, okay, everything's okay. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're fine. But I did send you a list of you things did. I said about us watching all three movies. You sent me three things. So I'm assuming you, I did. you said more than three. Hopefully, <laughs> I did, but I only remember the three that okay, I sent you, okay, which okay. is why I sent them to you. So I said, uh, don't use your teeth to open a condom wrapper, which he does all the fucking time. Wait, why not? That is something that's in all movies. That you yeah, use your well, teeth. your teeth can poke a hole in the condom. Fair, but I mean, like. How, that's how condom you... 101. Do not use your teeth okay. to open a condom wrapper. Um, the other thing is you're going to get hair in that ice cream. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was still on the ice cream scene. Apparently I'm like, keep the ice cream away from the lady parts. Did the ice cream pretty go close. in the lady parts? No, oh, no, good, no, no. Good. But it got pretty close. It got, it, it was on the thigh and I'm like, just don't like, <laughs> like invert her or the ice cream will go into the lady parts. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's two pretty people having sex. Like it was fine. Right? Because it's like, who who doesn't want to see two pretty people having sex? Except for some of the... Ah, yeah. And the other thing is they switched the theme of the books a little bit oh, okay. to, to kind of figuring out what's going on with this guy. Like, she pushed back. The female character pushed back a lot more in the Anastasia? movies than she did in the books. Yeah, Anastasia. <laughs> I know Ugh. you weren't kidding. It's a cultural thing because I have not watched it or read it, and I seem to know quite a bit about the characters, exactly. their names, the author, the backstory, how it came to be. Like exactly. So you're like, what's going on here? And so you watch it. I didn't want to give them too much money, so I didn't watch it in the theaters. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst. It was. It's pretty bad, but it wasn't the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And if you want, there's some steamy, sexy scenes in there that oh, aren't terrible. Okay. So, I, yeah, I wonder. I wasn't too mad at it. I wonder if my mom's watched the movie. Did I tell you my mom told me she read the series three times? I'm sorry, what was that? My mom told me she read Fifty Shades of Grey three times. Ooh. I was like, no, Ooh. I don't need to know this. And so then I got her Fifty Shades of Christmas or of Chicken for Christmas that year. <laughs> uh, which is a parody cookbook and I was like reading this parody cookbook and I was like I turned to she was I'm like I don't think I can give this to my mom 
And he's like, she already <laughs> told you she read the books already, Kim. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. But like, like the, the parody yes. cookbook was risque. Like, Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The books are worse <laughs> by far. I know. I haven't read it. I know for sure that the books are worse. I wonder if I can find any clips from the fucking... It, it's hilarious. The, uh... Let's see. 50 Shades. I wonder if 50 Shades of Suck still, uh, still exists. I have to pee and I need more drink. Okay, I'm going to do that. Do probably get another drink as well. Fifty Shades of Chicken Cookbook. It was by F. L. Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can do. I, there's a Kindle, so I can look inside, and I can read you some of these things when we get back. Maybe. <laughs> the recipes like really look really good. So, okay, so. okay introduction how have i gotten myself into this i glance around the spotless meticulously organized kitchen trussing twine skewers mallets is that a cleaver holy crap i don't even fit in i share a shelf in the fridge with a ham so enormous i have to huddle up against the door even though it's a double wide sub-zero the other shelves are stuffed with bags of leafy oh, greens. What? <laughs> Neatly wrapped paper parcels of what might be fish or fancy cheese. Okay, I to, this is not we've had to get more. Okay. I'm closest with the enormous ham, even though she's so much cooler than I am. She hogs the shelf, but she's my nearest, dearest friend. She's piquant, smoky, salty, pig-headed, bodacious, and always seems to know what's cooking. She'll make an exceptional holiday dinner. Suddenly, the fridge door I'm resting on swings open, and I find myself rolling off the shelf and falling towards the kitchen floor. Crap! My plastic wrapper bursts as I land, and my giblet bag slides halfway out. Double crap! Damn my cheap packaging. Instantly, I feel hands on me, lifting me carefully from the tiles. Long, powerful fingers cradle me from underneath and expertly tuck my giblets back in correct place. Holy cow. Something clenches deep inside me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, I have to find. <laughs> it's just—it's so ridiculous. <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait a minute. Somehow he always shows up when I'm feeling vulnerable and raw. He takes me from the fridge and gently lays me on my back on a platter. His fingers are so strong and commanding, and alcohol is making me cocky. <laughs> I want to cook you, he whispers. Cool. Oh my, I'm heating from the inside out. <laughs> like, this is what this cookbook is like. <laughs> anyway. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's hilarious. I love it. A billion times over. Yes. Uh, well, that's what she gets for admitting that she read this three times. I yes. know. Yes. <laughs> that her daughter. Has she told you about any other erotica she's been reading? No, no. It came up in. Okay, so you taught her a lesson. You taught her a lesson. <laughs> what are you doing? You, right, every okay. time I see you, you have more necklaces on. <laughs> you have one hand like painted nails. You have, <laughs> you have a headband I'm, in. 
<laughs> I'm glowing. I'm glow. I'm doing a glow up in, in front of your eyes. I see. That's what I'm doing <laughs> before your eyes. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about? That was amazing. Thank you, Kimberly, so much for the rendition. Yeah, no problem. Um, okay, so there, there's been some uh, shows coming out that are like reboots. Yep. Like that '70s show, yes. and then that '90s show, yeah, I've not and then watched Night it yet. Court. Night Court, which was a favorite of mine as a child. I don't know what that is. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Oh, no. It's the worst. Is it? It's the worst. What? Did you watch the new Quantum so Leap? Bad. By the way. No, I never actually watched okay, that. I'm just curious. I Maybe watching. I should try. I don't know because I've been easily disappointed by them. Um, I, it's like. Disney shows that are now allowed to use some dirty words. Yeah. Is what it is. The, the acting, the script, the plot. It's very, it's very like iCarly or Xena yep. like, Girl of the 21st Century. Still a fucking yes. under, so, undersung classic. I'm just saying it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay if that's the niche that you yes. want to fall into. But that 70s show had adult actors, even as a teenager, they were adults oh, yeah. except for... Um, yeah, and it's kids now, The right? youngest, the youngest. And they're actual kids now. Yeah. So they can't really... They can't really have the script they probably want to have. Right. Because they're actual kids. For it to be comparable. But, uh, yeah. It's just the acting is bad because the kids are young. Yeah. Right? And so the script, it does feel Disney-ish. It feels like those Disney shows. And the same thing with Night Court. But they're all adults. But it's... What is Night Court? It's if... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm sorry. Night Court was a television show <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Um, that was around a New York court that met at night for like misdemeanors and such and it had had judge harry who was like everyone's a good person we can find the good person and then it had bull who uh who's so tall that when he the joke was that when he would be in the courtroom is that there would be a light like a sconce that would be right over his head that made him look like an actual bull ah, and his name was bull got it it was just it was beautiful okay. night court was beautiful i'm gonna say that you've never heard of night court i'm so sorry it's gotta be streaming someplace it's but something it's, you failed me and i guess i guess yes oh my gosh yeah so there is a reboot of night court and harry has died the judge has died in the reboot and so it's his daughter who's from the Big Bang Theory, Bernadette from the Big Bang Theory. Is that the blonde? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I like her. Yeah. But it's just, it's a terrible script. It's a terrible script. And I'm so mad about it. Oh, you're, you're glowing down right now. I am. I'm because I'm starting to choke to death. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got so much shit on my neck. <sighs> okay. Um, so I'm just really sad about these reboots that are very, and the same thing with the Roseanne slash the Connors. It was, it was not a really good script. You think it like would have been better so if Roseanne, Roseanne hadn't fucked herself and was in it like she was originally supposed to be. And then they had to pivot to not include her. Do you think, do you think some of the issues from that was like, because of the PR crisis they were going through, they had to like suddenly like scrap and restart. Although I feel like a lot of those Maybe. shows are written pretty close to when they're shot so 
mm-hmm. from my understanding of how TV. Maybe I mean she she is she is a genius in her own right. I have to say, like she like, does have a comedic yeah. sort of understanding of the working class yeah identity. So maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, um, I never really. Watched- I say genius in her right, like. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. No, Roseanne, the sh- the show yeah. in the 80s and 90s was really good. I never really, really watched good. it, but I did see a clip recently, like on TikTok, that someone had posted about a scene where her friend, is it Jackie, is her friend? Um, yeah, it's her sister. Or her Jackie's sister. her sister. Um, her boyfriend hit her. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, and they have that scene, and then I don't know what her husband's name is, but like he comes uh, in yeah Dan. yeah Dan. he comes yeah. in and like kind of realizes what's going on and very calmly steps out grabs his coat and you know he's going to take care of it like yeah take care of him yeah, and, yeah no. it was like it was that was a powerful There's... scene and like it, even in that like the reactions that they had between each other because like that's what it felt very real where she was like what are you doing and then she's trying like how can you let this happen or like be in this relationship and then she's covering for him and they're like kind of fighting and in that like disbelieving that you would like that because it's so easy to get trapped in that, but it's hard to understand for someone that's not yeah, in it. Yeah. And it felt very real. And it was groundbreaking at the time that it happened. Too. Yeah. Like it was because we're talking the 80s, yeah. right? That this conversation was happening. And that was groundbreaking yeah. to talk about domestic violence. I'm going to cry a lot today. Just um, so you know. Sorry. I'm sorry, but that was like she, Jackie was a police officer previously. Yes, yes. the I character. Yeah, no, I and, remember they, they yeah. talk about it. And, like, and see this, and she's like, "He's stressed. It was my fault." Like, like I should yes. not, you know, like, and yeah, yeah. It was beautifully done. It was beautifully done. So that's kind of it, like these reboots are just not. They can't capture that sort of yeah beauty that they once had, and especially like with the 70s show and the actor that played Hyde is like basically facing um I don't know three rape charges yeah like it's so and so if you rewatch the 70s shows when he's talking about whenever he has a scene you're like this did not this did not (laughs) age well yes I mean one of the other ones too that is still around more like like their Ben stories of him with younger women or like I think he dated Demi Lovato when she was 17 and he was like 29 she wrote Mm -hmm. a song about it like where she was like looking back like I'm 29 now I would never would never think that dating a 17 year old is okay like this was a problem with you not a problem with me there's a predator issue with that with him so so he doesn't he doesn't show up in in the 90s show obviously because of reasons um but i'm never gonna get this necklace oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> i was never gonna get, that, get that necklace off um and then you look at the comments and you're like where's Heidi? he's the best thing of that show and i'm like he might be in prison soon i don't think he was the best thing of that show you might want to recalculate that yeah yeah, definitely. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. You're also, right. There's headlines were, like, why are not why are he is he not in that '90s show? Like, here's what's missing. Yeah, it's oh, he got a mistrial. They brought everybody else. 
Yeah. Mistral, yeah. In November. No, yeah. Then they got everyone else and they're like, oh, well, he's not the one I'm so talking awesome. about he's that I favorite. think did Demi Lovato. I think, um. Oh, okay. Uh, let me, let me double check this. Let me fact check this really quickly. Um. Do the Demi Lovato fact check. Demi Thank you. Lovato. Google. 20, is it 29? Oh, yeah, it is. Meaning. Yeah, so she was, says, yeah, it's, it's Wilmer Valderrama. Oh, is it? Yeah, she was Because he's actually on the show. She, when she was 17, mm. she met him for the first time. They ended up dating for six years, starting after her 18th birthday. And he was 29 at the time when they met. Oh, he's on the show right now. Yeah. And he's I mean, actually I, not I, a I was going to say, I don't think, like, I've seen him on other stuff. Like he's, uh, but, um, that's what she's talking or a lot of people think that she is. I don't know if she, she really, um, it, it seems I'm like looking at this right now. Yeah. Like, so people are saying that, that they think that's what this is about. And it says she uses a portion of her song to describe just how young she was both physically and mentally when she entered her relationship with a certain someone. It says pedal on the vine to a young to drink wine, just five years a bleeder, student and a teacher, far from innocent. What the fuck's consent? Numbers told you not to, but that didn't stop you. Is apparently like one of the lyrics in the song. And then it says, finally 29, funny just like you were at the time. Thought it was a teenage dream, just a fantasy, but was it yours or was it mine? 1729. Wow. Um, yeah. That's that's him as a yeah yeah and then oh, like, that's interesting. well at least she was like theoretic technically eighteen so there's nothing like there's nothing legal going on there but oh but it's, it's so skeevy. interesting I didn't know yeah. that there oh no yeah. it is absolutely right like even like that's, even though they have until she was after eighteen and technically legally an adult like it's funny I'm on Reddit oh, a yeah. lot and there's a lot of like, that's what that song is about it's really yeah. how skeevy it is yeah exactly like. Like one of the lyrics is like, mm-hmm. had me in your grip when beautifully with all my daddy issues and the shit continues. Yeah, you're 12 years her elder. Maybe now it doesn't matter, but I know fucking better. Oh, like, yeah. But he's, yeah, because there wasn't a legal issue. Yeah. Like he's on the show. But there's a legal issue with Hyde. Yeah. So he's not on the show. Right. It's just, it's creepy as fuck. It's creepy as fuck. It really is. And I hate to say it, but that 70s show was actually really good and well acted yeah. and well written. And uh, and the 90s show is terrible. It's not well acted. And the only good acting is the older, um, the the older characters who were on um, the 70s show. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a little mad about it, is what I'm saying. I'm sorry. It's not that I have any control um, I guess... Right, no. no <laughs> don't apologize. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. What I are you drinking? It. I see it. I am drinking uh, a little a little turn of what I usually drink, which is crown and root beer. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like, I don't like root beer unless uh, it's throw root the, beer float. Uh, throw the coke away. Put a little crown in there. Put a little crown in, in root beer. Okay. Bring the root beer back. Yeah. I do also like root beer with rum chata because then it also tastes like a root beer float. I only oh, like root yeah, beer with yeah. a root beer float. 
So I also only usually drink root beer in a root beer float. Okay. But uh, I feel like, like as a Coke and whiskey drinker, mm-hmm. the root beer just brings it up a little level. Okay. okay. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I think I got I got like a Fago root beer this time around, but usually I do like an A and W root okay. beer, which I think I prefer. Is I feel like the Fago guy. root beer is more sugary. Yeah, Chase is a Barks root beer guy. I haven't. Okay, I haven't been able to try that yet. Also, but, uh, Barks is the yeah. only caffeinated root beer, for, to my understanding. Oh, is it? Yeah, they have caffeine of, in yeah, it. Yeah, okay, That's, I think part of their like it has bite because it's got caffeine in it. Oh, okay, okay. From my understanding, but I also it's got bite. Yes, barks as bite. Yep, with caffeine. I got it. I got it. But I, I also it. have not researched. What are you that. drinking? I am drinking. Strong what are you claws. drinking, milady? Strong claws. Strong claws. That's apparently what it's called. Really, I would say uh, mine are medium claws right now because um, a strong claw is when you take a white claw and you pour vodka into it. And I am drinking oh white claw with Malibu, which is more of a liqueur. Than a liquor, oh, yeah, yeah. it's so. more of a rummer. Rum, yeah, well, it's right? rum, Malibu, and, like a like, rum kind of. But it's, I think it's got a lower ABV than, uh, right? That's the term. Yeah, then, than like vodka or yeah, straight yeah, rum. Yeah. So that's why I'm like it's a medium claw. Oh, I'm yeah. drinking medium claws right now. But okay. I did. Uh, a friend of ours had a birthday, so we went to that the brewery. That's where I was coming home. So I had a couple beers there, and now I have a couple strongy claws. So you did do some pre-drinking. Yeah, I did. I, I think it. I have like one more drink left, Shit. but I am pretty buzzed. Okay, no, I'm pretty buzzed, so I should be this able is to. This be a drunk episode, Jennifer. I know. Not I buzz. only have so much alcohol. The only alcohol after this I have is that bottle of wine that we no. thought we were gonna ha- get a hangover over. <laughs> so you, that's it. That's all I got. You're not allowed to drink that. <laughs> we opened that um, at Christmas time. It was opened a month ago. You are not we allowed did. to drink it's that. It's a month ago, and it's it was mo- shit wine days. then. It was like we didn't drink it because we knew it would make us sick, and you didn't throw it away. You still have it in your house. It's still sitting exactly where we left it. Yes. Can you get an alcohol um, delivery? Maybe. <laughs> nope. But this do they is, do I'm, that? There? Don't you see how silly I am? Don't you? See, I'm not. I'm not piss myself silly, which is kind of what I was aiming for. No, so. you're supposed to piss yourself drunk right now. <laughs> Me too, but. I have to pee and and fill and I'll ask you questions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> before we lose my hangover. Okay, let's, let's do a question. question. You do the first one because I did the first one last time. Okay, okay, let's do this. Were you really short into this one? <laughs> I did. I did. I. I, I, like I felt it. like. I don't care. I just was like. I what? did. I did shorten it because yeah. she said like the same thing like four yeah. times. No, and that I'm makes like, sense. It's okay. I just remember it being longer. Is all okay? Fine. Yeah, you read. After we've been saying, so this is a little heavy. Okay. Yeah, we got some. I put some in here because I was like, I want to do these ones drunk, and we're not drunk. I am um officially tip. Yeah, I I'm not gonna end of sentence. Anyway, um, question one. This is this might be a little trigger warning about sexual assault. So, um, my brother's best friend. We're both 27 and male, obviously, uh, raped me. My, my, my brother's best friend raped me uh, seven years ago when I was 12. My sister-in-law and brother are expecting their first child, and his best friend paid him $10,000 to name that child after him. 
I never talked about it. My family doesn't know. I have gotten used to him being around because I'm the one who chose to stay silent. Of course, it's not my future nephew's fault, but how can I love someone named after my rapist? What do I do? Signed, silenced. You tell your brother and your family and you tell them that this man is no longer allowed in their your household if they want you there as well. And you also tell them that it's fucking tacky as shit to pay somebody to have a child after you, especially when you hurt somebody in that family. So now they have to live with that reminder all the fucking time and it's not fair and you'll never speak to them again if they do this. Right? Like what yeah. else do you, and you go to therapy? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, part of it is that she doesn't therapy. Cheers. Cheers. Um, part of it is that she hasn't told anyone. So she feels guilt for not coming out in the yep. first place, which is kind of what we call victim blaming. Yep. Um, uh, because of course, what is a 12 year old going to know what to do? Right. That's really what it is. And half of me is like, if you're not ready to talk about it, then you're not ready to talk about it. And so what are the tools you, we can give you in order to survive, basically, to, to make it through this? Right? So I mean, if no. she doesn't want to talk about it, then she doesn't want to talk about it. And we need to respect that. I would still encourage therapy. I would, at, at most, like. At minimum, at least, I would least. encourage therapists. Yes, yes. not at most. Um, I, I, to to help you kind of navigate these conversations, but she doesn't want to talk about it, and um, I she mean, doesn't want to talk about it. So I the guess, question is, I guess that. what are the tools that she can use to keep herself safe to protect herself? Well, I mean, I think it really, really comes down to is understanding whether or not you can have a relationship with your brother and your nephew if your nephew has the name of that person and if not i think you have to like i i don't want to be like you have to tell like you i don't want to be like you have to push but like there's no other way to explain it without telling the truth you know and you might not be ready and i get that but like and maybe you go to therapy and that would help but like, how else do you explain, how do you go to your brother and you say, if you name this person, this child of your brother, I can never, or your friend, I can never speak to you again, or your nephew, I can't be around it to protect and myself it. and not explain it. There's and nothing not you can it. do, but it's like, so if you don't think you can be around them, if this happens, if you can't get past it and find a way to embrace the nephew with that name then, I mean, to protect yourself, you need to take a step back, but I also think you need to give your brother that opportunity to know why, because it'll be, and like, it'll be hurtful for your entire family if you just cut them off with no, no explanation or warning, and it happens all the time, and if you can do that to your family, then okay, like, if that's what you want to do, I support that, like, if you need to go away, but, like, it's also not fair to them because you haven't given them the choice to do right by you, the chance to do right by you and support you because you haven't been ready to talk about it. And it just feels like you're punishing them for something that's not their fault. So I just think going to therapy will help yeah. you 
help navigate the right next choice for yourself and maybe give you this, the, 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 uh, the understanding and the tools to approach. And if you do decide you're ready and maybe help you get to that point, or if you're not help you navigate how to deal with next steps without sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, a part of me thinks that there's kind of two sides. There's kind of two negotiations to this is that one, you, pull the sister card. I feel like as sisters with brothers, we both have brothers is that we can pull a sister card in which we say, Hey, have I ever given you grief before? Do not name your child after your best friend. No, no questions. Like, why? And you're like, I can't tell you why. I just need you to trust me. Just know what I need you to not name your child. After probably your best friend. Something. That has happened has happened. And he will. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. I feel like inference is okay. Um, and then he can continue down that road without you having to expose yourself and be uncomfortable. I also I don't know where you are. I, you can infer what you want, but yeah. just I don't know where you are. It's okay also, to ask your brother. You were twelve years old and he was nineteen. I don't know what your statute of limitation is where you are, but I think it's bigger because of that age, just like that age difference. And that's considered statutory rape versus just, I hate this, just regular rape. But you like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think, I think a lot of places have like, you could could ruin this guy's life, which I I would not be opposed to doing. 100%. Like you can can report this shit. So yes, uh, if you want to, You Um, uh, you don't have to, um, the our legal system and our policing system is not kind to um to women like you know like it it, it, there might not nothing there could be nothing that comes Mm -hmm. of it but you can also feel free to report this still and get this on the record yeah in case it happens again and then they can fault look and see if there have been other reports Again, you don't have to do it if you're not comfortable, but I'm just saying if it's something you want to pursue, your statute of limitations may not be up based on this timing I, and I, the ages. Mm-hmm. They've they've extended the statute of limitations quite a bit, actually, yes. over the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. And so, it's a hard, um, I mean, it's difficult, that is but a question. it's important, but, too. So you have to make that choice. But if, you, if you're someone who's, like, who doesn't want to talk about it, and doesn't want to face it just yet. I think that's okay. It's definitely okay. But, um, like, it's okay. Don't feel guilty for not wanting to out this guy. Because that's where you're at right now. And it also sucks and that I, you make I the responsibility to... of, like, someone that's been, going, that has had something. It's like, it's not, like, it is and it, it shouldn't be. You know, like the way it works and the way the system is and the way I mean, the the nature of this crime is it just adds more of a, a mental load to somebody that has already had something awful happen to them yeah. and more of an expectation. Yeah. Like, like, so part of you wants to be like, it's not your responsibility to do this, but also like then whose is it? But I also don't want to put that pressure on somebody, you know? Right. Because right. you've already been through quite like a bit. The, uh, the, the victim comes to yeah. their resolution on their own. We, as a society, can't force them to that resolution. Um, because 
it's their own journey. It's their own journey to reach that. And we can't blame them or like I, the implication that if you don't speak out, then he'll assault other people. It's not fair. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy burden to carry not, for yeah. a 12 year old girl. Like, it's not fair. If he's going to assault somebody else, he's going to assault somebody else. It has nothing to do with you. It's his choice. Mm-hmm. It's what he is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the other aspect I kind of want you to approach it as. Why is this person paying you money to so make your child? It's so that fucking is weird. So weird. And concerning. Like, you should name your child whatever you want to name it. And preferably, somebody, name it after somebody that you both love. Like, it's an honor. You don't buy it. And so there's, right, it puts into question his motive oh, what's the word? motive that's the word <laughs> it puts into question his motive and so i would never i mean they're like i'm gonna set up a ten thousand scholarship for this guy me. if you named your child after me i'm like fuck off i think my mother has precedence over your name right um so that's another aspect you can go. It's like, this creeps me the fuck out that he would try to name your child to pay you off, to bribe yeah, you. Yeah, that's what it is. He's paying and you say, off. This to- is really weird. This is uncomfortable. Um, as as a sister, I prefer that you name it, name the child someone you want to name it after. Not like someone who paid or you minimum, to name it. Min- make it the middle name and then we never have yeah, to hear it again. Exactly. Like, the compromise is the middle name. It's like, hey, I don't like this guy. I mean, you can kind of... I've never liked him that much. Divert. It's like, I never really liked him much. Um, I'd appreciate if you didn't, like... He creeps me out. And you don't have to be like, oh... He raped me. He's done a couple say, of he, things that creeped me out over the course of the He creeps me fight. out. Can you not name your child yeah. my nephew after him? I, like, I didn't say anything in the past because I know he's your out. best friend. And so I've like dealt with it. But there have been some things that he's said or done to me in the past that have really made me uncomfortable and creeped me out. And so because of that, and this, it would this really mean a lot to me thing. if you yes. would turn down this weird power play of buying your child's name and instead name them something differently. Yeah. I know $10,000 is a lot of money, but like, it's a really strange it's... thing to do. It's not normal. And based on how he's made me feel in the past, I'm afraid I would have a hard time connecting with my nephew with the name and that fully engaging with you and your wife and your family. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you don't want to come out with it, which I appreciate that you don't want to come out with it, is just redirect like this is fucking weird. Don't fucking do it. Like this is so manipulative. Don't do it. Yeah. Name your child what so you want to name your weird. child. Preferably not after your best friend. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little like I want I want to judge this person for wanting to name their child for money. Like yeah it's, you can it's judge weird, them like it's yeah it's weird don't do it just convince them you can convince them on the merits is really that's also so manipulative like i feel like really he's playing is. the long game like the long con where he's like i'm gonna insert myself into this young woman's yeah. life for the rest of her life 
Yeah. It's like, ugh, it's no. Fucking weird. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. He was 20. He was 20 when he raped her at 12, not not 19. Yeah. I just realized I did my math wrong. Math wrong. Anyway, okay. No. So I think you can do it without exposing yourself if you don't want to expose yourself. Yeah. It's really kind of highlighting like how creepy this is. He feels like he's gotten away with this. He has hurt you and and your family is still accepting him as part of it. He he's like, I got away with it. And you I know in my heart, there's no way he hasn't said something to you that was inappropriate done other things that were inappropriate because he feels like he's fucking safe and it doesn't matter and either he knows you didn't tell or he is like if she didn't if she did tell nobody believed her and so no one's gonna believe her anymore either so he feels like he has carte blanche can do whatever the fuck he wants so you know there is no way he has not ever done or said anything since then that was a smaller thing that still was inappropriate and uncomfortable and so you can tell your brother look i think he's a bit of a creep he's really made me uncomfortable and he can be like what do you mean he made you uncomfortable you're like well he's said this he's done this he said this without having to tell that he raped you as well yeah like there's he asked you to pay injury. ten thousand dollars to name it <laughs> yeah. that's and, creepy enough yeah 100 but also like if you want to burn his balls off i support that not really please yeah. don't actually do that but if you want to go to the police I do support that. Yeah. I, I feel like burning balls should be a new, um, like, hey, you're going to do, you're going to, you have to do volunteer experience. Well, first we're going to burn your balls, you know, because it doesn't really burn, injure we're anything. We're going to do bur- ball burning tonight for your Ball burning. Your we're going to have a ball burning. Ball burning Hello, party. Hello, everybody. Uh, I got the ball s'mores. Come for the ball burning. Uh, yep. I got the I s'mores. S'mores. <laughs> <laughs> Ball burn. let's let's get the hair yeah. off first before we put the s'mores in um, Ew! wait are you talking about like roasting the marshmallows on the ball burning balls yes obviously I they were happening tangentially i would not no, want the balls are being burnt. marshmallows over burning the balls, balls are being burnt i you know i think it gives that just like that little flavor that little oomph <sighs> I love it. Anyway. Recently, I agreed to go to lunch with a friend of mine and I was really looking forward to it. However, while getting changed for sport, can we like, it doesn't matter what sport it is. You just write sport. That's what that is about. Yeah. While getting changed for sport, my friend made some comments about my body. This really upset me as I'm very insecure about it and I'm recovering from an eating disorder. She called me fat and overweight, among other things. I was really upset by this, and I told her. I tried to explain why I was upset, and I asked if she wouldn't say that stuff again. While I was talking to her about it, she was laughing, and I don't think she was taking me seriously. She then got up and went to talk to other people. Then they looked over at me and laughed. Now, I don't like to assume stuff, but I got a feeling that they were talking about me. Yeah. Oh. When it came to going out for lunch, I told her I didn't want to go as I was still upset about what she had said. I went out for lunch by myself and had an amazing panini. Good for you. Like, have an amazing amazing panini. panini. Fuck yes. yes. But when I got back, her and a few other people were waiting for me. They told me I was selfish for bailing on them and I was obsessed about being the center of attention. Then I heard someone say, maybe it was best that she skipped lunch, lose those calories. Everyone, including my friend, (sighs) laughed. 
I walked away because I didn't want to shout at them and make the situation worse than it already was. About 30 minutes after this incident, my friend came up to me and asked me to apologize. I asked what for. She said I had really hurt her feelings by canceling lunch. I responded I was upset when she commented on my body. After a brief discussion in which we both refused to apologize, she got up and said, don't talk to me unless it's to apologize. It's been a few days since this happened and a few people have messaged me telling me I was a horrible person. What do I do? Signed. Is it me? Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Anyway. <laughs> I no, I had that song stuck in my It's not you. It's not. Bitchy people doing bitchy things for bitchy are high schoolers, by the way. I feel like, feel- yeah. I feel like I originally did, but like reading it again, it feels very like high school, maybe college. Yeah, but like I don't know. Once you hit college, we, we're not that assholeish. I I like to believe. I agree. And, um, uh, this is so yeah. like cheerleader meets non-cheerleader. Like, ugh, yeah. gross. If it is high school, please tell your parents, and you know, like maybe somebody at school. You're recovering yeah. from an eating disorder. This is bullshit. People understand that this is serious now. That's why. That's what made me feel like it might be younger, like high school kind of thing. Yeah, it feels so nineties. Like, don't insult my my body. Jesus fuck. On the other hand, it probably can't be high school because they went out for lunch and she went someplace and bought a really nice panini. And most high schools don't let you leave campus for lunch. Yeah, so, no, I'm just I saying. I feel like it. I feel like it's so elementary. Like, yeah, who reacts this way to someone saying, "Don't talk about my body," and then someone says, "Well, I'm so angry that I'm not allowed to talk about your body." My body is none of your fucking business. Yes, exactly. And I feel like, I don't know, the gen, the next gen or whatever that gen is, is like, they're, I, I like to believe that they're better than that. I do. You're right. That's a good point too, because while it feels young, what I know of the younger generation, like Gen X or whatever, like everyone is getting better each generation. Each generation is getting nicer and more understanding of things like this. And I would like to hope that, I mean, still, of course, there's always outliers, but like as a whole, like Gen X is better about mental health and this kind of shit than anybody. And it's so out of character from what I understand anyway, with my interaction with Gen X and what I've seen on TikTok. Yeah. What generation do you find yourself in? Me? Yeah, you. Who else am I talking to? I thought that was okay. a rhetorical question to the letter writer, Jennifer. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing That's my nails right. right now. I'm doing my nails right um, now. I'm, um, a gen- I'm a millennial. I'm like, I think a younger millennial. What? What? what right? What's like, the what, term they use for my generation? Okay. Was uh, um. What's the term? Gen X. Oh, Are you Gen no, X? No, it's not. No, nope. is it millennial? Uh, I'm. I'm. Is I'm a millennial. Lo- I'm an older millennial. Okay. I am. Uh, what's the word? What's the word? Is it, it's it's is something it to do with the game. No, it's something to do with the game. It's something to do with the game. Oh it no! Is. I'm a, I'm an older millennial. You are an older millennial. I'm also an older millennium, but millennium, but no, you're not. I am. You're a Gen X. No, I'm not quite a Gen X. Gen X ended at 80. What year were you born in? 
78. So you're still a Gen X. But you might be a Zennial, which is spelled with an X. And I think it's like the cusp of being a millennial and a Gen X. I think it's like that. Mid- so a Zennial no, was born a- between 1977 and 83. The release years of the original three Star Wars films. A, a Zennial? Is that what you said? Yes. I think that's how okay. you say it. I don't think it's Xennial. I, I, I think it's Zennial. Yeah, I think you're it's right. spelled X-E-N-N-I-A-L. Uh... But there's also another term for it, which is like early. Okay, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it because this is apparently very important to me right now. Early millennial? It's uh, the. Oh, I have the game. Oh, Gen Z. By the way, I think I've been saying Gen. Was I saying Gen X earlier? I definitely meant to say Gen Z is younger than me. Did I say, did I say X earlier? I meant, I meant Z. Yeah, Gen Z is definitely earlier than you. I, I think I said it wrong earlier as so well. I'm just correcting. Because of technology, right? That's the really yeah. what's kind of defining us is okay. when technology. Generation becomes... Z is. Oh. Hey, oh, the guess Oregon. What? I'm called the Oregon, Oregon Trail. Trail. Yeah, generation? the Oregon Trail. Yeah, that's you know, what I am. Yeah, I was the Amazon Trail generation. The Amazon Trail. You know what I'm oh. I had we I, no I think I made that up, but I didn't play Oregon Trail. I played Amazon Trail. Oh my gosh, I don't know about that at all. See, I that's had it, it on my that's computer. The... How did you not know? We played it all the time, and then and except things like the Inca King is pleased with your success. No, you also no like idea what you're. Shona. Oh my god, I have no idea what you're talking about. I love it. What? Yes, I like have it was no a dream idea what where no. the Inca king wanted you to get cinchona for his people that were suffering from malaria, and that was what you were Oh your my god, I have no was. idea what you're talking about, and I love it. What? Yes. What? It was like oh a sequel god. to Oregon Trail, but it was set in the Amazon instead of going <laughs> west. Oh my and god, Kimberly. Fish, and you got I've to find never capybaras. fucking heard of it. And, I love it. And you got to like Look at Amazonian rainforest plants. Oh my god, I love it, Kimberly. I've never heard this, this thing. The, and I then am forty-four years old, you. and I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, and I love it. I'm I'm really excited. I'm watching, looking at this right now, and I get to go to my coworker and be like, "You're actually a millennial. And you're not Gen Gen Z." <sighs> I'm just kidding, but she's not. Yeah, she's from twenty six. Oh my god, Kimberly. Kimberly. How old is this? Oh, never... well, this is from twenty nineteen, so she might still be. Amazon Trail. Oh my God, this is like yes. This is, what I this is amazing. I love it. It was so great. Trail. It was the sequel. It was by the people that did Oregon Trail, I think. And I this bet. is the one I, I played. I believe it. Um, I, Kimberly, this is something. This is brand new information to me. I played this on my computer. You were over at my house. I I regularly. don't remember this at all. I don't remember this at all. Enhanced photorealistic 3D graphics. I love it. An educational oh computer brain. Oh, it was inspired by Oregon Trail. I don't know if it's by the people that did it, though. Featuring the area surrounding the Amazon River and some of its tributaries. You were asked to set on a journey up the Amazon, hoping to get to make it to the lost Inca village of Vilcabamba. Vilcabamba. Along you the way, you learn of the people. Who- I have no yes. memory of this at all. Sure, I was- this is the one I... It came out in 93. 
and, and 94 for win 3x and then 96 uh, and you got to go and you got to you got to spear fish and then i never pictures got to of this. animals and plants and they would tell you all about them um this is amazing i want to play this and game then it would right say now. things like yeah. like i said the inca king is pleased with your success he would also like you to find cinchona this is amazing, Kimberly. This and is you can brand also new fucking information. Yes. How, how did you not? I do not. To lost I have never and ever and you seen could this drown. before. You could drown in it. Um, you could also get like an electric eel or stingray uh, while you were fishing. Um, there I, are poisonous things. You could get malaria and yellow fever and die. I don't think I ever finished it. Really is what I'm trying to say. I Jesus, never won I the have game. No memory of this at all. This is brand new fucking information. Mm, thanks, Phil. Oh, hi. Thank you. Oh, uh, Kimberly's being French kissed by a dog. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> there is French kissing going on. I feel like mm, Emily tries to close her mouth, but she just opens it. Closed, okay? She opens it a little bit because she fuck? loves her dogs. That is, so that is fake news. Fake. Okay, I have to pee again. Did we answer this question? Oh, that's a good question. That's an excellent question. Did we no, answer we it? did not. Oh, well, no. It's, wait. You know, you know what it is? Like, I hate this. You don't have to apologize to this person. You don't have to apologize to any of these people. You can block them, and you can find better friends. Oh my like people god! People will yes, actually sorry. care for you. Like that's what yes, it is. Yes. Like, these people are being like, "You're this awful." Is... No, she's. You have you've been struggling with an eating disorder. You've been recovering from an eating disorder. And what the, my dogs are going crazy. Can you see them? Look, watch, look, look at them. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at that. Oh, look at the oh, dog. Oh, get, 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 get! I can't get. hear you. You are in my. You're very loud. Oh. Well, they stopped playing the second I showed you. Anyway, get her, um, get her. You, you need to find different friends. Um, That's, I think, the answer because those friends are terrible. Like friends that are really supportive. Yes, I, I she's, think, I feel like she's gaslighting herself. Is what it's going on, and she's like, yeah. "Is it me? Like, it's not you. People should be supportive of each other. Get different fucking friends. These are terrible, terrible people." Yeah. And we agree. Those are terrible, yeah. terrible people. Get better if you people. are in school, tell somebody, like a guidance counselor or something, and also make them watch the movie Mean Girls, and you know what? Just, punch them in the vagina if you have to. Yeah, Burn punch balls them in the and vagi- Burning yeah. balls and vagina punches is the morals of my story yes. this night. Yes, I'm sorry. This is, they're just awful people. That's I'm just violent today. Not you. It is not you. Get better friends. Because they obviously don't Amen. care about you. Get better friends. There are better well, people out there who yeah. will care for you and not yeah. judge you. And that's that's like, come on, curate your own family friend experience. Mm-hmm. You you choose yeah. who you let in. Let in people who support you. I have to pee. Okay. I just know you're out of alcohol. I am, except for the cheap water. I mean, you, if you, that's, yeah, you know, you do. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Good, good. Then I'm going to grab another drink. 
Okay, okay. ready? Question three. Yes. I do have a sign off. Okay, good. We do. In conversation with my girlfriend's friends, they've brought up how they know everything about our sex life. This makes me a little uncomfortable because I haven't said anything. I'll sometimes joke about our sex, but nothing specific. Something like, uh, you guys should probably leave because things are going to get freaky. I was taught... <laughs> I was talking a little dirty to my girlfriend the other night and she really liked what I was saying and I and told me I should write a book. Ooh, another another Good 50 shades of gray. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, please yeah. do it and please like make it better. Nah, yes. I threw a little something together and presented it to her. She wanted Cute. to share it with her best friend. I was immediately against this and said that I wrote it for my girlfriend. I don't want her girlfriends laughing at me. My girlfriend insisted her friend would would not laugh. Wouldn't. Yes, because I added it to say she would laugh. Yes. Thank you for putting that in there, My girlfriend would laugh. No, she wouldn't laugh. So I just said fine. Apparently, having already showed her friend my story, my girlfriend then gave me the feedback from her friend. I told her, I told my girlfriend how uncomfortable it made me that she shared this already uh, and she just brushed it off. It makes me really uncomfortable that she was willing to just let her friend read a very explicit erotic novel about a, a novel. That's adorable. It was a short story. I, I thought the same uh, thing. I was like, is that a kid? A novel. Like, it's a no. short story. You can have a short story. You threw story. it together quick. Novel. If yeah, you can throw together a novel quickly, like then you're in the wrong line of business, sir, and should look at what you're doing. Uh, you're like, I don't want to seem controlling, but 50% of sex is me. So I feel like I should have at least some say over who knows about it, especially when it's things from my point of view. Is it unreasonable to ask my girlfriend to not talk about our sex life with our friends signed Sex private. The okay, so I think actually there's yes. like two issues here. Two questions in here. Yeah. One is, is it unreasonable to ask my girlfriend not to talk about sex with her friends with me or sex with me with her friends? And is it unreasonable to ask her not to share this piece I wrote for her? about that went into an erotic territory and was pretty explicit about my feelings and my perspective for her, something I created for her. Is it unfair of me to ask her not to share that? And so for the first, I would say it's probably unreasonable asking her not to share about her sex life with her friends because that is what women friends are for and what we do. That being said, is it unreasonable to ask her not to share this book you wrote? No. So those are two different things. And I think the first one is, is because that's how women connect with each other and share and process their feelings. But this book you wrote, like how dare she share it with friends and then try to give you their fucking feedback. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would push back on 
whether or not she's allowed to talk to her friends about her sex life. Like, of course she is, but she has to be able to know that her friends will keep their fucking mouths shut. Right? Otherwise, do not talk about it. Like, once you see your partner's underwear, that's it. It doesn't go out of that bedroom. That's it. Um, And you need to have that relationship. If you want to share with your girlfriends, you need to have that relationship with, with, like, you can share that with your girlfriends, but it won't go any further. Yeah, your friends. You are here to support Otherwise, those are fucking bad friends. Like, you need to be able to, if you want to have those conversations with your friends, that's it. That's it. But it has to be able to stop someplace. Yeah. Um, agreed. And, and, but like, she needs that outlet. It's healthy for her to have that. Yeah. That, um, I wish men had that more like the support and questions and things like that. You could, it's really, so I actually was just talking about this with my friends in my book club last night, because I was telling them about this thing I read that I think is really applicable here. I think it was a Reddit conversation. I don't know. I saw this, it was like a whole chain and it basically was, and it kind of changed it opened my eyes. It didn't change my perspective, but it opened my eyes to things like this. And it was a man that wrote in a question, like I think for women to answer saying, I had a woman friend and we would go out and she would share about her problems and like her family and things like this. And I made a move on her and she shut me down. It's like, you're just a friend. He's like, I was friend zoned. And I don't get it because the things she was sharing with me are not things I would share with my friends. They're only things I would share with an intimate partner. And the socialization of men and women are such that women, we share these things with our friends for support and connection. But a lot of these things that, that are normal. And so like women were like, no, that's what we tell our friends. We have these, and he, and this guy was like, I would never tell my friends that. And all these women were like, that's what women friendships are to what friendships are to women. We share that kind of thing. And a man was like, I would only share that with someone that I was like dating or sleeping with. And it was so eye opening to me. I hate the term friend zoning. I hate it, but it really, like open my eyes a little bit to the differentiate, like the different ways that men and women are socialized about sharing emotions and feelings and issues with one another that men don't have, are, are not raised to think they can share those things with friends for support. And it's only things they can share with someone that's supposed to be like a long-term partner, romantic, intimate partner. Whereas women are like, I talked about this shit with my friends all the time. That's what a friend is. And it's this difference in looking at how friendships are. And it makes me, and, and like people were last night were like, my husband says, has said to me, like, I'm jealous of you and your women friends that you can have conversations like this because I don't have friends. Like, I wish I had friends like this I could talk to about that kind of thing. And it's not like socially acceptable for men to have those conversations with friends. And that's, a, I think it's a disservice to men because that's how we are getting these things where like men aren't supposed to have emotions and they're supposed to deny their emotions because they don't have anyone they can healthily share it with, especially if they're not in a relationship with a woman that can listen. And then, then it feels like sometimes it can be like, you're supposed to be bear all of their emotions because they don't have multiple outlets and people to talk to about it because of how society has raised men and women differently. And it was just, it was mind blowing to me when I read that, that piece. Wait, um, Kimberly, uh, what was our question about? 
Um, <laughs> it was this man being upset that his girlfriend was talking to her friends about sex, and we were saying, uh, you should be able to talk to your friends about sex too, sir. Um, yes. Or, or I have to say, shit. like, if that's personal and you don't want to talk about sex to other people. You don't like, have to. That's you true. don't have to. Like, I think you should put your foot forward and say, hey, you're seeing my privates. I don't want you to talk about my privates to other people. I'm seeing your privates. I'm not going to talk this, to yeah. people about my about your privates. Like, that's and a private, intimate relationship. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, you talk to me, Kimberly. You talk to me and tell me things. Yeah. But there's no way in hell I'm going to repeat that to anybody else. Yeah. If yeah. you tell me. And also, you're never going to tell me something that you're not comfortable so with. Explicit. Yeah. Or something yes. that's so explicit that it would make, like, just right. uncomfortable. You know? Like, like, one thing, you trust me. Yeah. Second thing is that you will not tell me everything, which is absolutely... Healthy. Absolutely healthy, because... Your relationship with Chase is your relationship with Chase. Right. None of my fucking business. Right. So and there's kinda... not a moment where I say, oh, I wonder what's going on there. So I think, yeah, I think there's two aspects of this question. One is which, is it reasonable to expect her not to talk about sex and intimacy with her friends? And I, I don't, but I think there are limits. Like you were saying, I like there are things I do not share. Um, but then there's the aspect of she asked you to write down these things into a book for her, and you did so. And you put this, this erotic story together for her, and then she shared that, and that was like that was like an intimate gift. Yes, and she should not have shared that. Like there, so there's, that's why there's two aspects. Gave like, a picture of your penis to her friend. Yeah, like, it's like fuck it, honestly, off, it's lady. the same thing. Yeah, like if you took if you took like nudes for one another or things like that, like you you should have that expectation that something along those lines are kept private. And I think this falls into that, especially in the the fucking they have the nerve to try to give you feedback. <laughs> like I can't get over it. And and here's the thing. You told your girlfriend you were uncomfortable about this, and she's like, it's not a big deal. And and you also kind of feel like she kind of bullied you into saying it was okay. She's like, you're like, I don't want you to share it. She insisted her friends wouldn't laugh, so I finally was just like, fine. And then she'd already showed it to him, and then you're like, well, I'm really uncomfortable, and she brushed it off. Yeah. Um, that's an issue in and of itself. And that is damaging to the foundation of your relationship that you feel like you can't trust her with these kind of things. And that should be alarming to her. I, I don't think it was fair of her to share. I think, well, no. I think these are two separate issues that are connected. And I think especially along the lines of this piece you wrote, how dare her? How, yeah. how dare she? And um, how dare her can friends? Coming back to like that '70s show, that television, yeah. that television show, oh, actually had a moment. They actually had a moment where um, uh, uh, one of the characters like got to see the underwear of another characters, and they were excited about it because they love them, right? They have a, a physical connection to them. And Why is underwear um, such a thing? It's so weird. I know. Oh fuck! I just totally fucked up my. Is it just the one? It's just the one, I think. Okay, good. Easy enough I'm to fix. I'm so annoyed one. with this. Um, so so Red is talking to his son. He's like, 
you you can't talk about your girlfriend's underwear after you've seen your girlfriend's underwear. Like, yeah, like the the line has been crossed. Once you get to see the under of the underwear, you don't get to fucking talk about it. I love like, that. Like the idea that you can talk about and before you've seen it, you can be like, what do you think her underwear looks like? What do you think she wears? Yes. But the second you actually know and she's trusted you to show it or to show it to you, yes. you cannot discuss it again. Yep, that's yes. it. That's it. That's so it's great. like once you get access, that's fucking it. That's, that's such the- a good way to look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. (laughs) And please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions. And we promise that we will keep your name out of it. Okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebratedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.